Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class right, begin. Welcome back to the Here's show. Your host, money Grows on Trees podcast. My name is Lloyd Ross. This episode is titled... Is your spouse sinking your financial ship? Is your spouse sinking your financial ship? I did a post on Facebook the other day and Instagram about this. Got a lot of interest, and so I wanted to do a podcast on it and talk through it so that I can give you this value you need because I think a lot of people, it landed with a lot of people. In fact, some of the folks that I mentor, they took it on board and some of them are making drastic changes in their relationships. So I wanted to do this episode for you. I hope you find it interesting. Um, I'm not suggesting to run off and completely divorce your spouse or anything like that, but these are very important red flags to look out for when you are with a spouse because one of the greatest money moves you can make is marrying the right person or being with the right person. And quite often, a lot of the financial calamity in your life is is caused by putting up with a spouse who has low standards in their life and that is draining your bank account, okay? Not only draining your bank account, but draining your ability to live a full and juicy life on purpose, okay, and do the things you want to do. So if as I run through these six flags, six red flags to avoid, uh, or, or six, I guess you could say six signs to look out for as to what constitutes a, a, a poor mindset for your spouse, um, just understand that success is largely a matter of having a series of uncomfortable conversations. So if I get through these, this list and you think to yourself, oh my God, that's my spouse. Hold me. I can't like, that's, I can see it. If you want to make a change, then I'm going to explain to you what you do at the end of this. Okay. So just stick around for this one. All right. And of course, share this episode with a friend of yours who you feel needs to hear this because they may be in a relationship that's financially breaking them apart. Okay. Because of these things. So let's kick it off. The six things to be aware of in a spouse or six red flags in a spouse that shows you that they're not up to scratch financially. Okay. Number one, they find it hard to hold down a steady job for any length of time. Okay. They just like can't hold down a job. That tells you they have either uh, one of three things. One, they have poor work ethic. Okay. Poor work ethic. The second thing is they have issues with commitment. They can't commit to a single job. Okay. And the third thing is that, or they like to cause drama at their work and they've got fired. So if they're addicted to drama, they'll get sacked. Obviously, if they can't commit to a particular job, that's not a good sign. And of course, if they have poor work ethic, no one's gonna hire them and recruit them and hold them. So if they find it hard to hold down a job, that's a red flag, okay? That's poor standards. The second thing is they don't foot their fair share of the home bills on time or at all, okay? So they have, which means they really have no respect for you or your time. So I mentor this young lady and, and when she first started in our mentorship, she had this issue happen with her. She said, look, my boyfriend, he's just not, he doesn't pay the bills. He, he He's asked to borrow money to pay his share of the bills. He doesn't pay them on time. And, you know, frankly, it's just because she was letting it happen because her standards were low. And once she raised her standards, then they... They came to terms with what they were going to do, and now she's absolutely dominating her finances. So if they're not putting their share of the bill, they're just not respecting you, and they're not respecting your time. But here's the thing. You're letting them do that. 
Okay, so you have certain boundaries and you're letting cross those boundaries, okay? Third thing, they smoke weed or drink most days. They smoke weed or drink most days. Frankly, if someone's drinking every day, they have a problem straight up, okay? They have a problem with alcohol and they need to seek some help to resolve that problem if it's addictive, okay? And if they smoke weed, they also have a serious problem and they need to uh, encounter or engage someone to get through off that addiction. Weed will um, drop their motivation levels, but B, they'll spend money on it. And the second thing is alcohol will depress people too and they'll spend money on it, but sometimes that can also turn into... um, you know, violent and erratic behavior as well. So if they're doing those two things straight up, that's a massive red flag. And you, you're either gonna have to put up with it for the rest of your life or take a stand um, and raise your standards and stop tolerating it, okay? And have that uncomfortable conversation. Now, some particular people are in a situation where that particular uncomfortable conversation might cause a lot of conflict and violence. So do it the correct way in the right way and seek help if you need to, but that's a big red flag, okay? You cannot get wealthy if you're smoking weed most days and drinking most days. You just can't, okay? If you go to a bar, that's where dreams go to die, in a bar, okay? So don't go there. And, and weed, you just cannot... You'd be motivated if you're smoking weed, right? So those that do these things have a dopamine addiction. They've got a they've got a habitual addiction to these things, to um, and to help them move through whatever particular feelings or emotions they're experiencing. They use these to dull those emotions, and so they need help to unpack those properly and get through those addictions. So find help, but that's a big red flag. You cannot build wealth if those things are happening. Number four, they come in with substantial credit card debt. So they're joining the relationship with substantial credit card debt, um, or they're racking it up uh, and at your expense too and on your card. And that just means they can't control their spending. So they're they're finding solace or they're finding um, relief in retail spending. It's called retail therapy. And that's how they're dealing. They don't have respect for money. They don't probably understand it. They have no boundaries in their money management. Um, but whatever the case is, if they're spending money on credit and it's going to sink you, that's really bad too because it's going to catch up to you, okay? So... Some particular folks have children that do this, so they've given them a credit card and their kids are racking up the spending. That's not good for the kids and also not good for you. So the trick to that is what you do is you cut up the credit card, bye-bye, right? Set up boundaries, stop tolerating this, raise your standards. Number five, they don't like talking about money at all. They avoid the topic, okay? Now, that could be caused by any series of things from their past or they may feel like they don't understand numbers and they may feel dumb around you and they don't want to bring that up or they don't have an interest in it and they don't have a high value around money. But the problem is if they don't have a high value around money, then that means they don't really have a high value around choice uh, because money gives you choice in life, okay? So it just means it's not a priority for them. And if that's the case, that's still okay. It's not a massive red flag. It just means that they're okay with you dealing with the money area of life, like in your relationship. And if you're good with money, I think you can still have uh, a very effective relationship, definitely with someone who's in control of the money, so long as someone's in control of it. Okay, you don't want to be in a situation where no one's in control of it. So if they don't like talking about money, that's not such a red flag. It's just like, well, look, if you don't like talking about it, but you earn it and you don't have any of these other red flags and you're all good, I'll manage the money for us. I'll do that area. You do something else, you know, and we'll be okay. Okay, so it's not too bad, but it's nice when you talk to your spouse about the money. Okay. Number six, they're physically out of shape. This is a big one, actually. Um, like it's not huge. It's like a not not a game changer, but it's... But it's interesting because 
if your spouse is physically out of shape, this typically shows lack of discipline. Uh, not always, but but quite often. And if that's the case, like I, I, I really size people up on their physical condition before I do business with them because I'm thinking to myself, is this someone who shares the same values as me? Um, do they have discipline in their life? And if you don't have a physically in shape body, then it can highlight some areas uh, of lack of discipline. Okay, so if they're physically out of shape and you're coming into a relationship and they're physically out of shape, that just shows probably a bit of lack of discipline typically. Okay, so if you're coming into a relationship and and these types of red flags pop up, you have to, you've got two choices, ready? You either raise your standards and they follow you up to those standards. They say, well, shivers, better not muck around here. I better just raise my standards with them and they grow with you, okay, because they know you don't tolerate it. And if you do that and they don't come with you and you don't like it, you got to leave the relationship, okay? A lot of people think they're in a relationship, but they are either in codependency or they're in a dictatorship, okay, a, a dictatorship. And a dictatorship is where you have no choice um, really about things. You're being manipulated, gaslit, whatever it is, but... A lot of people are actually in dictatorships uh, and not relationships. A, a simple way to to understand what you're in, whether you're in a relationship or a dictatorship, is if you like to do certain stuff, but the person nags you not to do it, and and it's just, and it's healthy stuff, you know. So like, if you're uh, if you're effective or you're functional in a specific area, like if you're a guy and you like just going to the gym, but your spouse is like, why are you going to the gym for? Why? Then that's it's not a good sign. Okay, so you have to let your spouse do what they want to do and be do the things they want to do and be the person they are without dictating what they should do or not, okay? So if you have a spouse that dictates to you what you can and can't do too often, then typically it's not a relationship, okay? Relationships, two ways, a lot of respect. If someone's telling you what to do all the time, they don't respect you, okay? Um, so, or, you know, obviously if you raise your standards and they don't come along for the ride, you literally have to have the uncomfortable conversation and say, look, I've been thinking about things and I've wanted to do this, this, and this. I've given you, you know, I've, 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 I've improved my standards here. I've saved money here. These are things I want to do. I want you to know if you want to come with me or you don't, like, cause I'm going to the top, you know, I'm, I'm going to build a great life here. So you kind of, it's like an ultimatum. I mean, you kind of tell them what you're wanting to do and you say to them, look, and if that's not you, that's totally okay. We're just not for each other. So you don't have to be like, anim- like an, doesn't have to be any animosity to it. It's just facts. Like, listen, I don't think our money situation is working out. I've been thinking about it and I want to go here. It seems to me, based on these things and behaviors, you want to go there and that's totally okay. I don't want to tell you what to do. I don't want to dictate your future. If there's things you want to do, that's cool, but that's just not me. So what should we do? Should we go our separate ways or should we stick it out? You just ask them, right? Just ask them. Not to be a big flipping thing. Just ask them. And they'll either, oh my God, no, I didn't know. And they'll either step up or they'll say, oh yeah, I didn't know. And then they'll just fade off again. And then you got you to gotta call it quits, right? Give them a chance and then adios, all right? Much better to be financially secure and safe and happy by yourself than to be in a relationship where you just don't have any freedom, financially draining. It, it, it's just life's too short to be unhappy, right? So there you go. They're the outcomes. Um, and I think, you know, just as a final tip, if you're coming into a new relationship, you don't really know someone until you've lived with them for probably over a year and traveled with them. 
So unless you've done that, I wouldn't be jumping into a long-term relationship or a serious one. Well, I suppose you have to be in a serious one, but I wouldn't be marrying anyone very quickly unless I'd lived with them and unless I traveled with them. Now, I'd done both with Alicia before we got married, so I knew um, what I was, you know, I knew, right? So you just got to test the waters out and check your values align. And if they do and you have fun with them and it's not too hard, you know, if it's if it's a real battle to be with someone, not that this is a, a marriage advice podcast, but it is important when it comes to your wealth. If it's a battle, like a weekly battle, every weekend you're fighting or every day or you're bickering, and it's just a battle because they have values here and you have complete opposite values. If it's like, 10% too hard all the time. It's 10% too hard. It's time to go. Like, and just call it. Like, is it, like, I have a, we have a great relationship, Alicia and I, because we enjoy each other. And we, we, we don't, it's, people say, oh, you got to work at it. No, you don't have to work at it. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is have to work at a relationship, truly. Um, like you've got a job, you've got businesses you've got to work out. You don't have to be flipping, coming in and working in a relationship. It should just be joyous, straightforward. When you're working each other out at the start, it can be a little bit conflicting because you're trying to work each other out. But beyond that, once you work each other out and you both respect each other, it should be simple, easy, fun. Okay, now if it's not those things, I would challenge you to, well, you got to look inside first and say, well, is it me? Am I the drama? <laughs> okay, is it my habits that are conflicting things? And if you go through some sort of, you know, um, relationship coaching or some sort of program and it still doesn't work, maybe you're just not meant for each other. Move on, okay? It's not supposed to be hard work, for goodness sake. It's supposed to be fun, enjoyable, and they're like your best friend with benefits, basically, is the best way to explain a marriage. So if it ain't that, then maybe you'll keep looking, all right? And I think the best thing you can do to attract someone that will be like you is to lift your own standards. Okay, now once you lift your standards, then you will attract someone with those standards. And that's, if you want to change others, you've got to start with changing yourself. You can't change other people, you've got to change yourself, right? Change the world, start with changing yourself. So I hope that's been helpful for you. If you've enjoyed this particular episode and you know someone that wants to hear it, do share, copy the link in Spotify and share this or wherever you're listening to it. Share it with a friend um, because I think it's really important, all right? It got a lot of traction, so I wanted to make sure that it, this is a huge money move to get, in partnership with your spouse to build an empire together, whatever that is for you. Okay, now if you're on the wrong, completely opposite ends of the spectrum, it's just probably not going to work out. Okay, so find someone that does want to go on the mission with you. All right, hope you've enjoyed it. Share it onto your stories on Instagram and please leave us a five-star review if you can. Check out the links in the, in the description for all the cool links we have there. And uh, I'll talk to you on the next episode of Money Grows on Trees. You can have a wealthy week. joining us this week on the money grows on trees podcast if you like the show you might want to check out our book money grows on trees which you can find at lloydjross.com subscribe to the show on itunes leave a review and feel free to reach out to lloyd on instagram at lloyd james ross 